This is the Ether Review, a talk show passing the components of the Ethereum global computing platform and its ecosystem. Building on a basic knowledge of the blockchain, we seek to understand the mechanics behind this new generation computing network and the services it powers. Today we hear first from Joe Reed, who won the Seattle IPFS Ethereum Hackathon in February. His entry, Matriarch, expands on the ERC20 compliant MiniMe token, using it as a basis for crowdfunded MeDAOs. It's an avant-garde idea and complements his decentralized Reddit project, Community. Then Gabriel Mitchell of EtheriumClothing.com raises the subject of branding in cryptocurrency. These interviews have been buried in my content bank for months now, and it's fun to sometimes unearth gems. Short interviews with people from the Ethereum community are great in that they yield insights that would not otherwise percolate to the surface of popular discourse. Also, it's fun to plug community merchandise while having a productive conversation. Hey, how's it going, mate? Pretty good, how are you? Not bad at all. So, how did you find the uh, how did you find the um, Ethereum IPFS hackathon, also known as uh, uh, colloquially colloquially also known informally as the Hash Bash? It was sponsored by uh, the Seattle Ethereum Meetup and MetaMask, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I've been hanging out in the MetaMask uh, Slack channel for a while now uh, since I was. I've been working on my uh, project community, and uh, at the time I started really diving into that. I was actually using my cell phone with uh, like the free tier internet, which was really bad. So I actually couldn't run my own node. And uh, MetaMask saved the day for me and uh, let me, you know, program to my heart's content uh, using you know the Ethereum blockchain. And uh, so I'm really grateful to the MetaMask team for that. So yeah, I just came friends with them and uh, Dan posted in the channel that there's this hackathon event. And I said, well, I've never done one of those. So uh, it's a good chance to start and the rest is history, I guess. Well, yeah, well, you won it. So that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good first effort. Yeah, it was pretty unexpected. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's cool because, I mean, the, the project that you entered with and you know, obviously ultimately led you to victory uh, or that you led to victory um, is pretty interesting in and of its own right. Could you give an outline of what Matriarch is and then we'll we'll dig into the guts of it? Yeah, uh, so Matriarch is basically just a permissionless platform for anybody to start their own uh, token basically and then I've also gone ahead and built kind of a voting DAO layer that goes on top of it. And uh, I called it a me DAO at first because I was building this DAO for me. Uh, and it kind of just stuck, I guess. Um, even though at first it's kind of like, what's the point? But uh, I think I think there's definitely some use cases for, for something like a, a me DAO. Uh, what is a me DAO? Uh, so basically... The idea is instead of investing in a business, um, you invest in a person. Uh, it's like the ultimate form of decentralization, you know, investing in a single person. But 
the idea is that if this person has an idea or uh, like a prototype or a project and you believe strongly enough in them, you can invest and eventually uh, you know that that money will be returned to you through any ventures that that person might come up with. I know that's a pretty loose uh, explanation, but uh, hopefully it's good enough. It sounds kind of like the inverse of indentured servitude as we, uh, as we know it from bygone eras. Right. That's actually an interesting way to think about it. So Matriarch, it uses uh, the Minimi token, which is interesting. You call it a MeDAO as well. This is a, uh, this is a really, um, this is a, a, an ongoing theme. So what is the Minimi token and why do you find it a useful tool? The Minimi token is an ERC-20 compatible token which is basically just a standard for how a token should look for sending it and receiving it. And so general contracts can use these tokens um, the same way. The Minimi token extends the capabilities of that uh, standard by also putting in a cloning function. Uh, so basically, with the click of a button, if I have my own token and say I own 50% of it and you own 50% of it, we can quickly and easily create a new token with that same exact distribution. So it's like a DAO split. It was very complicated to split with the old DAO, but with this Minimi token, it's very easy, it's efficient, and uh, it opens up a whole new world of business ideas that haven't been possible before. Uh, could you explain why it opens up new business ideas, the ability to split like this? The the basic business model in my head is if you invest in a person, you're like basically, uh, for me in this case, I'm building um, community and uh, I've built it and I want to sell it. I can tell people, if you invest in me, I will eventually, when the time is right, split my tokens and this new token set will then be the DAO that controls community. And so basically, I can fund projects like my personal projects that might be useful for other people, and other people get to invest directly in me. So wait, so so go. So what is the advantage to the investor to split uh, to split again, and and what does that lead into? The reason you want to be able to split is because. If someone believes in me and I come out with community and they don't necessarily believe community will be a long-term success, they can choose to ignore the split completely and their tokens with me are still secure and safe and nothing happens and their, their value is still secure. But if they want, they can sell their tokens for whatever split I make and they don't have to worry about it ever again. But if they still believe in me and my next project, then then... They can sell their community tokens, but keep my tokens for my next project I might release in the future. I see. So you can split off so that the individuals who hold tokens in you, uh, they can also get a share of the project that you've built. But if they don't like it, they can sell those tokens and just stick with your uh, and stick with what you've got. Right. And not only that, you can do stuff like like when I'm actually building you know, my platforms, I can give special perks to people who own my own tokens. That's kind of a small thing. It's not like a huge deal. Well, I mean, what do I know? Like that might end up being, you know, a huge thing. We don't really know. But there's still, I think, a lot of facets to make MeDAOs work that still aren't really in place yet, or at least at least from my vision of what Matriarch can be. For instance, uh, 
like right now the money goes straight to whoever creates the 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 mini me token but in the future i want people to be able to put like a, a real vault contract in there uh so for like the initial coin offering it's not just you know you send ether and then they can do what they want with it like maybe uh we can have like a multi-sig contract instead and uh, you can have trusted community curators to help people get the DAO off the ground uh, so that way the people investing money don't have to worry about it just, you know, running off. So there's still, you know, security issues you got to work with, like deal with. But again, I think uh, uh, on the web page I built for Matriarch, I put, you know, don't invest in people you don't trust, right? You know, that just goes without saying. Yeah, because if they're a slacker, you're yeah. not going to get anywhere. Or if they're a scammer, exactly. Or, or if they're likely to be, uh, you know, what to you, what to you might be a black swan event, i.e., them going to jail, could have been avoided by simply seeing whether or not this is a dodgy character who might be, uh, who might be rolling uh, old ladies or robbing houses. Right. So I was thinking a very simple use case might be, you know, people who try and start their businesses and they ask their family for that initial funding. So these MeDAOs could be a good way for a person to keep track of how much people donated or invested. Matrix sounds really fantastic. Is there, do you have any other projects? Is there something else uh, that we should cover before we uh, wrap this up? Yeah, so um, my, I originally started programming a decentralized Reddit, basically, called Community. I started that in 2015, and um, I... I worked really hard and I got like a basically a minimum fileable product ready. So like you can like post and comment and uh, there's um screenshots I think of it um, in the white paper for it. But uh, I I finished it and I'm I'm like sitting here going, well, how do I market this? How do I sell my product? And uh, I wasn't super happy with any of the options in the space so i just i saw the mini me token i'd been i had my eye on that for a couple months and i just said you know like to heck with it i'll just build my own platform for for me you know <laughs> the me and me tao <laughs> and uh i thought that it would be interesting to have a platform for for solo developers and artists and entre entrepreneurs to without permission, like that's the whole point is I like you go to my site and you you just you put in your token name and you hit deploy right right and the the rest happens for you and from there you know I want people to be able to just like take like a invest in me button to put on their websites you know they show off their portfolio and they they have their about me page and they're like well if you're convinced like why don't you just directly invest in me and uh, I'll try and do my best to work for you. And uh, I just think that's a really powerful idea. Well, this has been a really, uh, a really great little conversation, and I'm glad that we actually got to run into one another. So, what are your plans for the future in the Ethereum space? Do you have a? Uh, are you leading with? Are you running with community? Are you uh, going to run with Matriarch? Uh, do you have plans to work for any of the outfits that are that are kicking around? Um, I'm a fairly unknown person in the space right now, and unfortunately, I don't have any professional you know, experience to put on my resume. So I'm not sure how much reaching out people would do for, uh, at this point in the game. Uh, but I'm going to keep running with Matriarch. And once I get Matriarch up and running, I'm, I'm going to get my MeDAO up and uh, 
put out an announcement saying, you know, if people want to be the first investors in me and this initial project I created, then they can go ahead and invest. They can even wait till I launch community and wait for that to hit, you know, a, a decentralized exchange and invest in that if they want. I mean, there's no, uh, I'm not twisting anybody's arm or anything. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the future. Ethereum just, it's just one of the coolest things that I've ever come across in my entire life. I'm, I'm excited. Thanks for coming on the show, and I look forward to seeing how things develop. Thanks for uh, having me. Gabriel Mitchell. Arthur Falls. Let's start off with an intro. So, Gabriel Mitchell, you're the man behind ethereumclothing.com. Uh, yes, absolutely. How did you identify a market for apparel uh, promoting Ethereum and related cultural uh, references? Yeah, well, so um, I've been I've been in kind of the cryptocurrency scene uh, just just for a couple of years. I'm pretty young to it. I mean, I'm actually pretty young in general. I can't even legally buy beer yet. Uh, um, but I've been I've been getting involved in Bitcoin for a while. I used to work for a company in Moggy Metals. We were selling gold and silver. Uh, for cryptocurrency. And I just was really fascinated by the culture that was developing. I mean, the technology is awesome and it has huge implications and the philosophy is great, but the community is just fascinating to me because uh, these people, like for, for some Bitcoin people, it's almost like a religion uh, in the way they approach it uh, and just sort of their their thought process of how it can save the world and do anything. Um, and so it's I've noticed how that's developed its own uh, sort of cultural niche and so, like, Bitcoin has its own words and its own memes, you know, like, to the moon or whatever. Uh, and so I was just, I was noticing how how a lot of the success around Bitcoin seems to be doing with the development of a culture. And so I was curious to see if Ethereum uh, could experiment in similar ways, if we could find a way to develop the Ethereum brand through developing the culture. So that's a that's an awesome identification wow i'm just actually looking at that ethereum classic shirt the one with the coke <laughs> like you know written like um, oh yeah nice that's awesome who designed that i did i designed uh i mean other than you know just ripping off the logos from other people or whatever i pretty much have designed every single piece of clothing on the website i built the website i do everything by myself wow that is yeah. amazing. I think Ethereum Classic is kind of silly, frankly. Um, but yeah, that well, is an it's... awesome shirt. I'm with <laughs> stupid with the Dow thing. That is. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Well, the thing with the uh, thing with Ethereum Classic is that I mean, whether you like it or not, it's ultimately part of Ethereum's history. And so, as my goal is uh, not just to promote Ethereum, but to promote cryptocurrencies and promote the Ethereum ecosphere as like a whole, uh, then I'm. I feel obligated to at least pay some homage to this part of our history, even if it doesn't last. I don't, I don't honestly think Ethereum Classic's going to get very far. Um, it's already, you know, dying out just recently, but it's still, you know, it's, it's part of our history and our culture. And so it's worth having shirts up about it. Yeah, totally, totally. Especially because it is, um, I'm just looking at it now. Oh, it's rebounded a bit. It's at, yeah. uh, it's at $1.11 on, uh, on cryptocurrency market cap. Yeah, it's um, like I, I accept Ethereum Classic on the website. Um, I'm not, I actually don't even remember all the cryptocurrencies I accept at the moment because I just sort of went down the list and clicked on the ones I liked. Uh, but but I actually transfer all of the Ethereum Classic immediately into Ethereum uh, just so I'm not holding it. How did you first get involved in crypto to begin with? 
Yeah. Uh, so when I graduated high school, actually, um, which is only two years ago, uh, I got involved with a company called Amagi Metals. Um, and we were selling gold and silver bullion, uh, so, you know, like coins and bars and stuff for Bitcoin. And we were doing about 30% of our transactions in cryptocurrency. Um, and I was actually taking some of my income in Bitcoin at the time. Uh, and I was, I was, I was already like super nerdy and like interested in economics and like libertarianism and stuff. Uh, and so, you know, maybe sometime during high school, maybe like 2012 or whatever, I was passively watching it climb and fall and involved, but I wasn't really involved until about two years ago. Um, and I was working with companies and I've, I've since like, <clears throat> like, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm no influencer, but, you know, like I've, you know, I've like smoked pot with Eric Voorhees and stuff. I've like been in the scene just these past two years experimenting and running around and having fun. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Man. Oh, well, I was going to say it's uh, the, the extension of my involvement in the cryptocurrency scene is largely a uh, result of my involvement in sort of the libertarian, uh, you know, American politics scene. Uh, and so I was like. Uh, you know, I was involved with like Gary Johnson and Ron Paul, and I was even in high school was hanging out with a lot of the college libertarian kids. Uh, and so just just from that, uh, being in that environment that was super into finding entrepreneurial solutions to political problems, and Bitcoin is the most obvious and awesome entre entrepreneurial solution to political problems. Uh, and so I just I just went from there. How did you find yourself hanging out with all of these um, illustrious and influential <laughs> people? Uh, just, I, I'm really social, but, uh, especially growing up in like public schools, I just didn't connect with the type of people that I wanted to. And so, uh, I just, you know, it's, it's the 21st century. I can just connect with anyone online and I just having grown up in that environment, I know the necessary skills to, you know, land a, you know, an interview on a podcast in just a couple <laughs> days or whatever. Uh, and so I, I just, I just reach out and I just talk to people. I think the vast majority of people's you know like cryptocurrency heroes you know or you know Voorhees and uh jeffrey tucker or whoever these these type of people they aren't like like they're just human you know <laughs> like you can just you can just call them up and say hi and tell them that you love their book or whatever and they'll talk to you it's pretty easy to make friends if you are a little outgoing you know what i mean i guess that's exactly how i started um although it's uh i was not quite as um i don't think i was quite so i don't know confident of myself and i first started getting no seriously nice. i was like geez man like i'm gonna ask these people for interviews and then you're gonna come up with questions what am i gonna say like, but um yes i mean i suppose that is the case i was gonna say you're, you're in a really powerful position where uh, having something like a podcast where you can literally if there's anyone you want to meet all you have to do is invite them to be on your podcast and like, obviously anyone wants to be on your podcast. We want to advertise our products, you know, like my website, ethereumclothing.com, go check it out. It's great. Uh, you know, we want to, we want to grow our brands. And so it makes sense that you, you have a very powerful piece of capital that you can leverage socially. And that's awesome. It has been really, I mean, it's been amazing. I've, I mean, I never, uh, I never really thought about getting into podcasting as a thing to do. But um, it was just the only thing I could do in cryptocurrency. And then all of a sudden, like, look at this, you know? Because <laughs> uh, it matters. It matters. Like the way technology and ideas, there's, there's only so far they can go kind of holding themselves up. There's a point where we have to be conscious about branding and marketing and how we present these ideas. Uh, I mean, you could have the... Cure, I mean, you could have the cure to every of all of the ailments in the world, but if it is complicated and hard to explain and like 
looks dumb or loserish. You know, even just like simplistic stuff of it being the wrong color can totally mess up your ability to get it to the right people. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I've well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down the list of <laughs> you know ghastly faux pas that people have yeah. uh, have committed um, that has led to <laughs> led to um, the demise of uh, of various crypto pro- crypto projects. But um, yeah, how much traffic do you get on Ethereum? Uh, clothing.com i i get about you know before profit and everything before all my costs i get about 300 400 500 dollars of sales every month and i've only been doing this uh since the dow hack i was actually going to launch the day of the dow hack and then the hack happened uh and so i waited like a week or two before launching but i've only been doing it a couple months and i've been able to pretty consistently uh profit you know a couple hundred bucks i've got um just just to prove the success, my SEO is phenomenal. If pretty much anyone, if they Google like Ethereum t-shirts or Ethereum shirts, I should be first or second. And so, and I, uh, something like 60% of my sales, I think, are just from organic search search methods. I try I try to completely minimize my expenditure. Like I just, my, my monthly fees are pretty much just my hosting fee and maybe like 10 bucks for a Facebook ad or something. Uh, and then everything else is profit. How do you uh, how do you get the shirts made? There is a third party company called uh, Printful, and so they ship they print and ship. Um, and so I only get maybe twenty five percent of the sale, uh, but I don't. But the only effort, the only thing I have to do is marketing and sales and you know stuff like this. Uh, so I'm in a pretty good spot. You know, I'm working on the business instead of in the business, as some entrepreneurs say. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, in, in fifteen bucks for. Is shipping included? It's not, eh? You've got a... Um... Yeah, so so it's priced out uh, as of this moment, and prices might change in the new year. But as, as of this moment, shirts are th- $19.99 plus shipping. Uh, and so I get about $5 every shirt, roughly. Um, and so... Uh, and that, that's it's usually about two two shirts on average every sale. So roughly every sale, I get about you know $10 or whatever, and I make maybe 10 to 20 sales every month. That is pretty impressive, man. Oh, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. One, one thing I wanted to mention, just uh, getting back to sort of the Ethereum branding stuff, I think that uh, – well, well a, couple, a couple of things I want to mention. One, if you compare it to the most obvious success, like the most easy thing to compare it to is Bitcoin. And we look at how Bitcoin has been marketed and branded. I think we can see some of the weaknesses in Ethereum. Uh, for example, I hate I hate the Ethereum logo. Uh, like, like I know it's established at this point, it might be like too hard to change it. But when I look at it, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Like if I look at the Bitcoin logo, you know, I see the B and I see it's got those little like dollar sign prongs or whatever on it. And I know what it is. Like, even if I have no background in Bitcoin, I can look at it and see, okay, this is some sort of currency probably starts with the B. And if I see it in like that circle coin image, then I might associate it with coins and those sort of things. I can't, I don't, I don't do that with Ethereum. I see, you know, I see some diamond and I'm not sure what it is. Is it a video game logo? Is it, you know, it could, it could be a, a totally whatever, uh, but it just, it isn't immediately communicated to me. And so I've noticed some, some issues just comparing Ethereum to Bitcoin and some of the branding stuff, which, which can be resolved. And fortunately I'm doing my part in building the community and, you know, selling the merchandise at some degree on like a, grassroots marketing campaign for the ethereum project but um i'm just it's 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 been interesting to look at the strengths and weaknesses of the brand and see what can be done it's interesting you say that because a i love the brand 
interesting. But I'm I'm really aware of the fact that it is super opaque. <laughs> it's like its mystery is its appeal, and mm-hmm. it's uh, and communication is really what we're after, not um, not confounding people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yes and no. There's certainly some appeal to it being, you know, this crypto uh, thing, you know, of it being sort of like hidden and underground, uh, and that being part of the the mystique. But obviously, if the goal is scalability and mass appeal, uh, which is my understanding of where Ethereum should head, because I see uh, like the like the reason I'm into Ethereum and not into you know some other altcoin is because I recognize the utility. I recognize that this is the next logical step of blockchain technology. This is how businesses are going to be using their money. Even if it's not Ethereum, it's going to be something exactly like Ethereum. And so to me, it seems the ultimate goal is scalability. And I think we should do as much as possible to make it as broadly approachable. In the same way, Bitcoin is broadly approachable. Like like when it first came out, it was really confusing. Nobody really knew what it was. Uh, But now we can easily explain in a sentence, you know, what it is, why you should get it you know, where to get it, whatever. Uh, but with Ethereum, there's all these extra layers. Like, I can't just say, well, it's a cryptocurrency because it's not just a cryptocurrency. You know, it's a decentralized computer. It's a platform for building contracts or whatever. It's a lot more complicated. And so I think it's essential that we have a way of selling it that isn't as complicated, you know, that breaks down uh, and makes it more digestible to your average business owner or whatever. I would push back on that and okay. say... Should we even be selling Ethereum, or is it too is it too low level? Should we rather be marketing and uh, and selling services built using Ethereum and allow Ethereum as this mysterious powering force to uh, to retain that mystique and opacity because it isn't something that we can effectively communicate to the kinds of people who we want to be using our applications. Actually, that, that's interesting. I, I could see there being a lot of value in focusing on projects. Uh, for example, I was actually involved uh, within like the first week of launching Ethereum clothing. There was some guy on Reddit who was looking for businesses that accepted Ethereum because there isn't a whole lot. I mean, I'm definitely on the pioneer of this market. Uh, and one of the project and this guy, this guy was looking for people because he was working on a project for some company is like, it was kind of, kind of weird how it was set up. He was like, you know, some temporary team within some large company, but they were experimenting, uh, with cryptocurrencies and trying to figure out sort of where to go with it. And so I got involved in a project with him where we were building a prototype. Uh, and I, I mean like a prototype prototype, like it was made out of cardboard basically, uh, of, an Ethereum vending machine. Like we were selling my t-shirts out of a vending machine and and he did all the coding and stuff. I'm not a technical guy, so I don't, I don't know anything about that, but I was able to supply him with some shirts and he was finding a way to use the Ethereum system to build a vending machine and just automate the whole process. Uh, and so I was, you know, from, he, he was, and he's in California, I'm in Colorado. And he was able to generate, generate the sale of, of the clothing in the vending machine to his business and get me the money instantaneously, you know, from the other side of the country. And so, so I, that's, that's, that's really interesting to me because I guess there really is um, that maybe, maybe that is the strategy because the, the practicality of the technology is how we can use it for businesses and stuff. And so maybe, maybe it does make more sense to, uh, you know, focus on that side of it as opposed to selling the technology. I think we're kind of screwed as far as the logo goes, right? I mean, the logo is the logo. (laughs) 
right. um, yeah. and so that almost just dictates the uh, the strategy that um, that we well that does dictate the strategy that we apply because yeah. it's so recognisable now. Also, I love it, um, but uh-huh. that but that's just uh, that's not even really relevant. Um, the, yeah. the question is, how do you uh, is is what do you do with the with the pieces that you've got? Well, um, one one of the reasons I'm interested in promoting the technology itself is just you know my bias of watching Bitcoin's success because I I don't really think Bitcoin's success has been you know the the businesses necessarily that have built on that are built on it and then selling themselves. I think in my limited experience that Bitcoin's success has been just Bitcoin, just the it's you know the way it's the Bitcoin itself has showed up in the news, the amount of money people are making off of it, those sort of things, um, and so I. I, I'm curious to find a way to, at the very least, learn things from Bitcoin, if not emulate it. Uh, the guy, the guy who ra- who ran, uh, you know, the cult Scientology, he has some really brilliant quotes. Uh, it's something like, uh, you know, if you want to get rich, don't start a business, start a religion. Um, and a lot of my marketing friends have adopted that type of philosophy. And you'll notice it with like a lot of major companies that their marketing strategy is more about developing a culture of like super fans, people who are wearing the company's t-shirts, people who are, you know, buying the, the, you know, the music that was somehow related to the company or whatever. Uh, And they're just, they're, they're so obsessed with the product and the technology and the company or whatever that they're, that they do all the marketing for the company. Uh, And they're, you know, the type of people who are into Bitcoin, like talk about it all the time. Like I've got, you know, I've got Bitcoin posters in my room and I do Bitcoin art uh, and I talk about it all the time. I think it's fascinating and interesting. Uh, And I, I sell Bitcoin for Bitcoin because I've adopted, I've bought into the cults of Bitcoin or whatever, the religion, and I've, you know, I've bought into the branding. The way I'm trying to approach a lot of this, like, clothing and stuff, the reason I think it's valuable is because I think it does that for Ethereum. It helps us build a religion, helps us build a community, a culture, whatever you want to call it, of people who are super fans, who are so into Ethereum that they're wearing the t-shirts and they've got the tattoos and they've got the artwork or whatever in their room. And I think that's really valuable. I do not yet have an Ethereum tattoo, but <laughs> that would be the next step, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be another. Uh, there's there you go. What you need is a vending machine. You can just put your arm in and just get a quick little uh, little permanent um, permanent tattoo. <laughs> that honestly, that that's a brilliant idea, and I'm going to write it down and make a million dollars off of it. I'm sure. Even just as even just as a uh, actually that would be crazy if you could build that that would be such a funny art piece. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, there is there is some article that was circling around uh, of some guy who was giving people like anonymous tattoos, and he he was like a, a millionaire tattoo artist. People knew who he was, but they would stick their arm in a hole in a wall, and he would give them a tattoo on their arm, and they wouldn't see it until it was done. Uh, and that's one super cool. I mean, what an interesting, like clickbaity idea to have to market yourself and brand yourself, but two, kind of terrifying, uh, to know that you're just sort of putting your trust in this guy and he could, you know, he could draw a dick on your arm. You, you wouldn't know until it happens. <laughs> hey, well, this has been great. I'm going to go, um, it's actually my birthday today. Um, oh, happy birthday. Hey, thanks, man. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go eat some coffee cake and, uh, hug my mum and nice. um, open a present that's probably going to be a book and a pair of socks. Um, <laughs> nice. well, warm socks. Nice, nice. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad I could be a nice short filler episode for you. So where, where can people find out more? Are you on Twitter and all of that? Yeah, Twitter. Uh, it's ETH underscore clothing. Uh, the website is, of course, ethereumclothing.com. We're on Facebook as well. 
Um, and I'm Gabriel Mitchell, and you can find me on Facebook and stuff. And I'd love to anyone about cryptocurrency or libertarianism, philosophy, communities, marketing, whatever. Just reach out. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Good stuff. Take it easy. This has been the Ether Review. Visit etherreview.info for more episodes, email contact at etherreview.info or follow us on Twitter at etherreview.info.